You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I was like, this could be it. But, you know, you never know. Because I've had, we'll, we'll get into it later, but I've had a lot of those moments where I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is it. And you never get that call, you know. Um, but what's ironic about Mrs. Doubtfire is I think it was the following Monday, I wake up to, um, three missed phone calls, you know, emails, text messages from my agents at the mine. And they were like, Hey, Telsey wants to see you today at 1 PM. Can you, can you make it? They want you to repeat everything you did. Right. Hey, what's going on? It's me, Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or just click the link in the description of this episode and you'll be on your way to seven days of working out with us, chatting with a coach, chatting all things Broadway and fitness. Special thanks to our producing team at Broadway Podcast Network. Check them out at bpn.fm. All right, an exciting guest for you as always. You've seen him on some national tours, maybe across the country in Bullets Over Broadway, Beauty and the Beast, Elf, Guys and Dolls. He's also played uh, an immense amount of very reputable uh, regional houses like a Gunquit, Surflight, so on and so forth. And he's set to make Oh, he's set to make his Broadway debut in Mrs. Doubtfire, and we just can't wait for that to happen uh, tomorrow or like today. Can it just happen already? Please welcome to the show, Brian Martin. What's up, Brian? (laughs) Hey, Joe. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. You're probably feeling those same vibes that I'm feeling, right? You're like... I am. It's... It's crazy to hear it, you know, it's crazy to hear, um, you know, those words, because at first, when when the Broadway shutdown happened, you know, we thought it would just be a month. And here we are, um, you know, the end of January 2021. So yes, it's crazy. With a with a glimmer of a light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, you know, we're getting those vaccine plans uh, ready. And, and <laughs> hopefully, uh, that'll get us uh, stream stream yarded right to uh, a Broadway opening sooner than later. Absolutely. So 
we're on it. Let's just get into it right now. <laughs> you know, you're you're set for your Broadway debut. Um, what was it like? Uh, let's let's go back to the auditions um, and how you get cast in the show, and then if you were rehearsing, if you were in previews, just like uh, give us that little timeline. Sure, for Doubtfire specifically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my my journey with Mrs. Doubtfire, it's uh, kind of ironic. I um, When they were having the auditions for the out-of-town production that happened in Seattle, um, I had an appointment um, for the ensemble and, you know, went to the dance call, as we all do, and it was, it was crazy. It was uh, a lot, you know, you think Mrs. Doubtfire, you think a lot of fun, but it was technically pretty advanced and challenging. You know, there was tap dancing, there were tricks, you know, some jump splits, things like that. Um, and, you know, it went really well, but I didn't, didn't go all the way through. And, you know, I was proud of the work I did that day. Um, and then flash forward, um, to January, 2020 and, um, the very first, um, open call I went to, um, I, I'm one of those auditioners. I, I love the appointments and I love, you know, you know, I love getting an appointment for my agent, but I also show up to the open calls and I love, um, going to the dance calls, not only just to get some cardio in, um, but to keep my brain, you know, working and to keep my body moving and um, to stay in the game um, and to see my friends that are all there dancing as well. <laughs> but the first open call I went to uh, January 2020 was for Mrs. Doubtfire. And, you know, sometimes the open calls, everyone thinks, you know, they're not looking, you know, they just had the out of town tryout. They already have the show cast. This is just a procedural audition you know they have to do it because of actors equity and um that's kind of where my head was at but you know it never hurts to show up and and give it your all so i'm very thankful that i did because um about two weeks later i had an actual appointment for um the broadway run of mrs doubtfire and um i'm not sure if it was from the open call or what um you know if it was my agents but i was um given an appointment to come in for they were adding swings to the company and um, a couple understudy tracks as well so um yeah i got an appointment for the male swing and to also understudy stewart who casey garvin built for the stage as the other understudy we love casey um shout out to him uh and so luckily, I just revisited the choreography. So when I went in for my appointment, I was I was ready to nail it, you know. And that's because I I put in the work and showed up to the open call, um, and it did. It went really well, and I made it through, you know, to singing and reading for the part, um, and it went the best it could. You know, it was down to about four or five of us, I think, and. I sat with it and I was like, this could be it, but you know, you never know. Cause I I've had, we'll, we'll get into it later, but I've had a lot of those moments where I'm like, this is it, this is it, this is it. And you never get that call, you know? Um, but what's ironic about Mrs. Doubtfire is I think it was the following Monday. I wake up to, um, three missed phone calls, you know, emails, text messages from my agents at the mine. And they were like, Hey, Telsey wants to see you today at 1 p.m. Can you can you make it? They want you to repeat everything you did, right? And luckily, I had the day off, and luckily, I was in good, healthy shape. 
because you know uh, those spur of the moment auditions are 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 pretty rare that you get a same day appointment, um, especially for a hit Broadway musical at Chelsea. So um, yeah, and I think that's I think that's something Jerry Zachs, the director, likes to do. He likes to see if you can repeat what you did, you know, in in a, a spur of the moment notice. So shout, uh, to all the actors out there, you know, make sure you're always ready. You never know when that when that call's coming and they need you to come back in. Um, and I went back in and the adrenaline was there and, you know, I hit it the best I could and ended up getting cast. So that's my journey with Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, and that was, you know, the end of January 2020. So they were already in rehearsals at that point. Um, and the swings joined, you know, later on in rehearsal. I'll never forget, um, walking in, um, to my very first rehearsal. They were rehearsing a big production number called Make Me a Woman, which is where Daniel, played by the amazing Rob McClure, um, is, you know, fig they're figuring out what they want Daniel to be in this nanny position. And they end up with Euphigenia Doubtfire. Um, but I walked into the rehearsal room and the cast was, super responsive, super positive, elated to see me. And everyone, it was so, you know, it was, it was so shocking. And I, I watched the, I watched the number happen and I was like, I, this is it. This is when they say it's like the glove fits the hand. It's the right moment. This, this show is that for me. It was, it's the perfect show. It's super fun. And yeah, I can't wait for the world to get to experience the joy that is Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, walk me, walk us back to uh, the rehearsal process. And if you ever got into the theater, were you on the stage? Were you doing previews? What what happened in, I guess, early March uh, when Broadway yeah. shut down? Yeah, the rehearsal process is crazy. I mean, for, for me as a swing, this is my first time swinging a show. Um, and Yes, I am super nervous. I mean, I I have so much more respect now for the swings I've worked with in the past. Um, but I'm also super excited to get to wear all the different hats in the show. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire specifically is built up of an ensemble of triple threats. You know, these these people are Broadway legends and they all have, you know, stacked resumes and um, but they're all different, you know, different people and different, you know, there's character actors, there's dance tracks, there's all different things. And at some point, I'll get to wear every hat. And I'm that's what I'm most excited for is that challenge. Um, I will say I was a bit very overwhelmed um, walking in and, you know, they're just like, here you go. Here's the script and the music and just learn what you can, you know, because because it was... Um, I think when I joined, they were about four weeks out from the previews, previews beginning. And so they didn't really have time to pull the swings aside and have separate rehearsals for us. We kind of just had to, to dive in and do the work, you know? Um, so yeah, we spent a few weeks in the rehearsal room um, at New 42. And then we actually moved into the Stephen Sondheim Theater on my 30th birthday um, on February 25th which was also, you know, I think a little sign from God. I was like, I was like, you were, you were holding out for this moment. You know, I'm turning 30 and I'm walking into my Broadway debut. I'm walking into the theater and that was, you know, pretty iconic and pretty memorable for me. Something I'll never forget. Um, and yeah, we were, we were trudging along. I mean, the show is beautiful and 
you know, it's, that's also the most amazing thing is the creation of a new show. You know, it's like, they'll take, they'll cut a count of eight here and put it in somewhere else, or they'll cut a whole number and put in something brand new that night. And that's amazing to watch these stellar performers just get up there in front of an audience and do it, you know, come previews. We were three preview performances in um, when we got word that Broadway was shutting down. Um, and it's it's crazy. I mean, it's so annoying because we were building such great momentum and the audiences were responding so positively. And um, it was it was bound to be a hit and it will be. It totally will be. Um, but it's just it's you know, it's so much bigger than any of us. Um, so we all had to for the greater good of everybody, take that step back and, you know, let it go for who knows how long. Right. But, um, yeah, it was, I, I, to be completely honest, you know, my swing brain, I was learning seven different tracks. Um, and so when we first got that like month when they were like, we'll come back in a month, I felt like a sigh of relief. I was like, great. I'm going to go, I'm going to take this month. I'm going to do all of my swing charts. I'm going to map everything out and have it ready to go. Because when you're actually doing it, you are so tired. You get home from those rehearsals and just plugging in all this information that when you should be doing your swing homework, you're eating or sleeping because there's no time. Right. Um, so I was excited for that. And then, you know, a month turned into a couple months turned into a year. So. Mm -hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, let's, uh, let's rewind. And something we love to do on the podcast is just... Showing the parallels between a journey in uh, theater or the arts in comparison to a journey in fitness or just life in general. You know, it's not just you decide you're going to go into the musical theater field, you uh, rehearse or practice, you know, a day or two, and then all of a sudden you book Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot more to it. So you just, you just said you were making your debut. Um, while uh, turning 30, um, I, I saw you were from Michigan. You went to Western Michigan, right, uh, for yes. theater and then for musical theater. And you graduate. And uh, I listed in the intro, you booked great things. You know, you weren't obviously just uh, <laughs> striking out or, or, or just not getting cast. You were doing some great things. However, you did kind of show light to the fact that there were a couple of times where you thought like, oh, this is the big one. Like this is this is when it's going to happen. Walk us through just like 
you know, some of the good, but also like, tell us about those times where you thought you did what you had to do and it just didn't work out. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have, I have been very fortunate. You know, I, I consider myself a late bloomer in life. Um, I was actually like, uh, as a child, I was blessed with this like soprano, um, voice that later turned into a belt once I heard the original cast of Wicked. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I started singing at church, you know, and, um, as a kid, I actually auditioned for thing. I had like, I did a season in Los Angeles as like for pilot season for shows like Malcolm in the middle and star search and American juniors, which was like the American idol for kids. And oh. I had that kind of trajectory as a, as a kid. Um, and then when I went through puberty and my voice started changing and I became a man, um, <laughs> I found out I, I, and my love for theater didn't go away, but I was changing, you know, and I was like, I need to, I need to consider the other aspects. You know, I love singing, but I, I found then a passion for dance and I started taking dance a little bit more seriously, you know, at 16. And, um, and then once I got to college, I really fell in love with the art of acting and how important that is when you're dancing and when you're singing. Um, so, you know, it, my journey just kind of happened a little bit later in life for me in terms of developing my adult musical theater self. Um, and I, I ran the non-equity circuit for a while and I have no shame for that. I, I really grew as a performer, you know, right out of college. Um, I was invited to audition for Beauty and the Beast and, um, <laughs> was fortunate to get cast and understudy Lumiere. And, you know, I did about 350 performances of that, you know, and that's the first time I did anything that was longer than, you know, a month or whatever. So you really, those are the skills that build you up. You know, it's, it's like you said, it's, we're more than performers, we're athletes, because you have to commit eight times a week for an extended period of time and make sure that you're keeping it fresh and your choices are, you know, honest and, um, all that jazz, but, um, yeah. And I, I did a few non-union tours and, you know, I, it's, it's different. Everyone's journey is different. And I started realizing, um, as, um, I actually did Mary Poppins at Paper Mill Playhouse as one of the two non-equity tracks that they had for men. Um, and I was surrounded by, you know, this Broadway talent. And I was like, you're, you're in the right place. You know, this is, you're doing it. And I think um, there comes a choice where you have to start picking and choosing for yourself what's necessary. You know, it's like, do I want to leave New York City to go do, you know, Oklahoma and Utah for a couple of weeks? Or do I want to skip that opportunity to maybe get that appointment to go in for a new Broadway show? So there, it's everyone's journey is different in that. But I started, um, you know, really thinking of the long haul. And I was like, I I'm ready for it. So um, I took my equity card at Ogunquit Playhouse um, and just kind of made it a, a point to stay in New York and um, work on, you know, on Broadway. That was that was the goal at the moment. Um, and yeah, there were so many ups and downs. I mean, I, I got to perform in some awesome benefits like Broadway Cares, Broadway Backwards, you know, um, the Susan Stroman Gala, like all of these amazing benefits. But yet I hadn't had that Broadway credit yet. 
And so that's the thing is doing all of these things, I got to meet and work with all of these amazingly creative, talented people who are doing it. And, you know, that's half the battle too, is connection. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, there were a couple moments, I can't even tell you the number of times I was in final callbacks for a replacement in Chicago on Broadway. And, you know, I, it's like, <laughs> there's only so many times you can wiggle your finger around and be like, what else do you need from me? Um, and <laughs> I, you know, there was one moment I, I did a production of Chicago regionally at the Fulton Theater, which was actually one of the highlights of my career. I met some of the most amazing people. Um, and my very first appointment out of that was for a Broadway replacement in Chicago, understudy Billy Flynn. And I had just understudied it at the Fulton and I was off book. You know, I couldn't have been more prepared for this callback. And, you know, I went in the room and I was like, I'm, I'm ready. Like I, I'll take any, whatever, you know, give me any direction. I'll do it. Um, and it went so well that I, I felt, you know, it's like when the room is silent, you do everything you can and you're waiting to hear them say, thank you so much. Or, and it, everyone was, was just silent. And I was like, I got the chills too. I was like, this might be it. This is going to be it, you know? And it went another way and that's okay. You know? And I, it's, it's those moments that, you know, you have to keep pushing forward. You have to, it's like, it's like when you're running, you know, a uh, 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 three mile run, you know, and you, you get to two miles and you're like, I don't think I can do it. And your body just takes over. And that's kind of the mindset I have in New York. It's like, yes, that that's a hardship, but it's not going to stop me from, from continuing forward. And um, then I ran into another hump with Frozen. I was in for every track in Frozen, you know, the national tour, Broadway. Um, I went in two weeks in a row for a replacement on Broadway, final, final, final moments, and then just nothing, you know, and I was, I was a little defeated. I'm not going to lie. And that's okay. You know? Um, but what I found is, you know, dancing elsewhere, you know, I, I love to do friends projects. I dance for Alaska um, who is a RuPaul's Drag Race winner. Um, they do a lot of shows in Brooklyn. I like to do things that fulfill me creatively and artistically outside of the audition circuit, you know, to make sure that you still love it. And um, then luckily, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire did happen for me. And I'm so grateful that, you know, that's the thing is, you know, I could have joined um, a replacement cast um, in any of these Broadway shows, which would have been incredible. But what happened was even greater. And it's joining an original Broadway company of, you know, something that's hopefully bound to be an incredible hit. Yeah. And might not have happened if you had booked, you know, the other shows. Exactly. So a couple of things just for the listeners that I wanted to just uh, retrace the steps of what Brian was talking about was one thing that he brought up was that he finally had to focus in on what is it that he wanted? Like, what was his ultimate goal? And he was kind of talking about, yes, I'm booking things, but are those shows going to get me any closer to my, to my goal? So he had to kind of then start picking and choosing what serves him. So I think something that we all need to be reflective upon, whether it's theater, life, fitness, is sitting down and knowing where am I 
trying to go? Where, what is my goal? What is my ultimate centered focus? And then breaking it down bit by bit, does this action get me closer or further away from, from that goal? You also mentioned about, you know, uh, meeting great people and connections. And if there's that common cliche saying about it's all about who you know, then why would we not spend as much time getting to know and work with as many people as possible? So um, being open to those new friendships or uh, acquaintances is key. And then what he just said um, about doing things, you know, outside of Broadway or outside of like the quote unquote official theater performance space where he had said, I have, I have to do things and make sure I'm loving it, you know, like, so uh, a couple of other people, multiple people on the podcast that we've talked to, we talk a lot about creating your own art, creating your own opportunities. Um, so wanting to encourage you all to keep striving to do those things as well. So, uh, Brian, it's, it's a new year. It unfortunately is in some ways feeling like the same year, but in other ways it's feeling like it's a new year and things are, things are looking up. Um, what does, uh, the rest of winter and the spring, what does that look like for you personally or professionally? Anything's, uh, coming up, um, or are you just going to be straight chilling up there in, in NYC? (laughs) Yeah, you know what's been so um, incredible about this time of pause and reflection for us um, is as creative people and as artists, you know, we get the opportunity to look inside of ourselves and see what else we're capable of, you know, outside of this Broadway circle and world of auditioning and, you know, trying to book a job. And that was, that was my whole trajectory was I would, you know, work to pay rent, to go to the audition, to maybe get a call back, to maybe book the job. And that I lost sight of what fulfilled me personally, creatively. Um, so actually, um, I just debuted a video that I um, created. I directed and choreographed um, to My Strongest Suit. Um, it stars Jay Harrison G, and uh, who's also a company member of Doubtfire, and Hannah Cruz, who is about to be in the 1776 revival on Broadway. Um, so if you're listening, head to my Instagram at BT Marts yeah. and give it a watch, a like, a share. Um, but yeah, that I I've always had a niche for you know creating myself, and I was allowed you know now the time to to do that. Um, and so many of my friends are, you know, if you're here in New York, it's like, what can we do? You know, what can we create? How can we fulfill this time and use it in the way that we know how through song and dance and storytelling? Um, I am lucky to be a part of a friend's project called bringing you Broadway at a distance Mm -hmm. where we, um, connect with people virtually. Um, Um, specifically students or children with special needs. And we bring them, you know, a little live Broadway performance that they can watch and sing along and dance to, which, you know, has fulfilled all of us personally, because that's what we love to do, but also is giving back and, you know, it's just bringing joy to other people. Um, Yeah. And so many of my friends are doing, you know, these little projects that I don't think would have ever, you know, spawned if it weren't for, this time. I mean, 
if this were normal life, there's no way you could get this group of talent together to create a music video that you've always dreamed of, you know? And these things kind of came through. It was like a little chorus line moment for me. I was like, let's do this. Let's create something. So that's been um, personally really uh, gratifying for me. Um, and on top of that, you know, I, I'm trying to do something physical every day, hitting the gym. Um, you know, I love yoga. I love stretching. I love running um, and lifting and just working on my, my personal fitness goals as well, because I mean, I would be lying if I said that I, I've been slacking a little bit. <laughs> um, but you know, when that eight show week comes back, it's like, you gotta be, you gotta be a warrior. You gotta be ready to tackle it. And you don't want to fall behind. You want to be ahead of the game. And so always thinking ahead in terms of, you know, health and fitness and keeping not only your physical health, but your mental health, um, ready to go. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, that's a great little, uh, piece of advice to end the episode on and just, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure to chat with you, Brian. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Joe. It's been awesome. <laughs> All right. You uh, heard it from Brian, head on over to his Instagram to see his latest music video that he, uh, directed and produced. Um, his handle will be in the, uh, description of this episode. So you can just give a easy, quick click there and you'll be on your way. Um, thanks again to our producing team at Broadway Podcast Network. And once again, don't forget about our free trial at billforthestage.com. You can check out that link in the episode as well. Until next time, it's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.